Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. We all have limiting beliefs that holds us back and keeps us stuck. But what if I told you that your limiting beliefs also serve to protect you. I know that sounds kind of strange, but but hear me out. They they are protecting you from achieving your true potential and ultimately from making an impact. Because if your limiting belief is telling you that you didn't work hard enough on that project or you didn't put yourself out there at the party because the other women were more beautiful than you and you have this fundamental belief that you don't deserve to be a success. And think about it, isn't that easier than feeling the pain of failure? So really, the limiting belief is serving to protect you from failing or a perceived rejection. And I see this happen a lot with my clients. There was a recent client, actually, it's a very happy ending to this story that's hot off the press. She is someone that I began working with about a year ago. And, you know, just a little backstory. She's extremely wealthy, very successful. She lived in this ginormous house in the hills in a very remote area. But she had this fundamental belief that she didn't deserve her equal. And that she thought men of her stature were all narcissists or they all wanted younger women. And she even blamed the hometown, which was really small and away from civilization. Okay, well, she had a point there, but we did something about that. But she was hopping from one man child to the next, taking care of them both financially and emotionally. So I had to really work with her on shifting her limiting beliefs and actions so that she could attract something different. I'll never forget the first question I asked her. I asked her, if you had a magic wand and your life was somehow different, what would it look like? And she said out loud that day, oh, you know, Kim, I just want a guy who has means to travel with me. Is that so much to ask for? I want a true partner, one I don't need to take care of, but where we actually take care of each other. And I said, well, so be it. And so we waved our magic wand and the process began. And it really was the beginning to reprogramming and redesigning her love life. And so we worked together on her learning to let men take care of her. This was a real learning curve for her because she was so used to doing everything for the man, everything for everybody else. And it also included, yes, trying new ways of meeting men in more affluent areas because although she lived in a big house in the hills, she traveled a lot. She had even another home in Vegas where there's tons of people. And I, yes, I did have to do a makeover on her and showing up in clothes that were different so that she portrayed a more sexy feminine image because like the last guy that she dated was a truck driver and she liked him, but it really bothered her that, you know, they, she had to take care of him. And I had, I really had to be honest with her. And I said, look, if you want to to attract something different, you also have to 
dress the part. And she laughed because she knew that she was kind of dressing like a truck driver in a lot of ways. You know, nothing wrong with the casual look, but they weren't clothes that were serving her. And so I also had her create a vision board on Pinterest. And I do this a lot with my clients where she um, had all these different boards and different parts of her life that she could visualize with her dating, her career, her family, her friendships. So again, she could visualize the redesign and make over her life both inside and out. And I'm happy to report, I just spoke with her. You know, at the end of our coaching together, she had landed this great guy. And yes, he had the means to travel with her and he was wealthy in his own right. And he and her are still together today. I was so happy to hear us a year later. And yes, he can take care of himself and not just with money, but emotionally too, which was even more important. In fact, she's been traveling around the world with him and has created exactly the life that was in her magic wand. But how did she get there? I mean, I know what we did together, but I wanted to bring an expert on the line. She's somebody very special and oh my God, this woman's incredible to discuss the secret sauce to happiness and creating a love life that you want and you deserve. And in fact, any kind of life that you want and deserve. She is the co-founder and chairwoman of Handle Group. It's an international corporate consulting and life coaching company. And her coaching methodology is called the Handle Method. I'll let her explain it. It's super ninja. I can't wait for you to hear about it. It's taught over 35 universities and institutes of learning around the world, including MIT, Stanford Graduate School of Business, NYU, and New York City Public School System. Lauren is also the author of this kick-ass book. It's called Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, Love Your Life. I love this title. <laughs> A no-nonsense practical manual that helps readers figure out not just what they want out of life, but how to actually get there. And she spent 20 years coaching thousands of private and corporate clients, including executives at Vogue, BASF, and AOL. She's all over the place. The New York Times, BBC, Forbes, Dr. Oz, Mary Claire. Oh my God. Welcome, Lauren Handel's answer. <laughs> I could go on and on. How That's, are you? That just means I'm getting old. Oh, <laughs> not, in bad, not in a bad way. In a list yeah. of accomplishments kind of way. Exactly. Well, that was what I wanted to ask you because there is no doubt, no doubt that you're an accomplished woman and you know, your bio and resume is quite impressive. But I, I was actually really curious about more like your backstory because besides all this, you have, it seems like you have this beautiful life with your husband and your children and all of this. Like, how did you design your life? How did you get here? Let's see. Gosh, you want to get, get more specific and ask like in the area of love, in the area of my career and my, like what, give me, give me, give I, me more specifics. Yeah. I would love to know, first of all, what you did before this, like, how did you get into this? And also yeah. how did you get, yeah, your love life? Like I want to hear both because okay. I think our listeners would be interested. Okay. So I sucked. That was a technical term in high school. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, I mean, really was a bad kid, like a happy, bad kid. Okay. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? A happy, bad kid is incredibly gifted at lying and getting away with everything and no one knew any of it. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Which then leaves you with a very um, sick hangover of being able to compartmentalize most people, life and everything, and then really feel like a very gifted manipulator who then can't feel anything. Huh. Like can't really feel. So that, that was my hangover in my 20s. Um, was was really so what happened to me was I was a lame student I then mm-hmm. cared about getting out of my not so great college and going to a really good college mm-hmm. I got for the first time in my life I figured it out do you know that if you actually do your homework you can get good grades isn't that shocking I know it's shocking I know I oh tell my-, my clients that all the time I'm like if you do the work I give you you will get the results <laughs> sometimes it's hard to do the homework Yes, exactly that point. So I did the homework, went to um, GW, graduated from GW, mm-hmm. and then was an environmental studies major. And I believed I was, you know, going to save the planet, like I was saving the trees. Mm. And then, uh, and then got my first big job at the global and UN global environment facility, and thought I was so proud of myself, and because uh, I had really, <laughs> I actually accomplished that. And uh, didn't necessarily, you could look at my track record from my past, unless you just checked my more recent past. And so there I was, uh-huh. and um, I hated the job. I actually hated the job. It was awful. And, um, and then really was, you know, stuck with myself, like, oh my God, what do I do now? And that's when I had a very serious revelation. I, I think, like I go, when I was 22, mm-hmm. I, changed, I changed everything my love life mm-hmm. and my career life. And I recognized for myself that, you know, the line that I use is I used to be save the trees, kill the people, right? The people were killing my trees. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then I figured it out. The people need, like the people can't see the trees. Oh, I've been working on the wrong thing. So yeah. the, root, the root of happiness is happier humans, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and then around the same time, I went into the caring for humans business. I also recognized two big things about myself. One, I didn't like my body. I was at least 10 or 12 pounds overweight. And I was really, yeah, yeah. See, I would never get this from your bio like that. This is so good to hear. Well, I'm I'm like literally... 49 next year, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. a little far away from my child. This still sounds like my childhood to me. Right, because right. <laughs> right. it I, is. <laughs> I, have a, I have a 16-year-old daughter, right? So yeah. I, right, like this is, you know, old stories. Um, anyway, so I fixed my, I woke up, that's when I invented for myself because I needed it, promises mm-hmm. and consequences, right? Mm. So, if, and funny enough, all I needed in order to go on my run every day was to threaten at that time what is called tasty delight. So the only way I got my dessert that night, the only way I got a dose of sugar Uh was if I went for my run. And then I even had to make sure I went for my run in the morning. I couldn't put it off till later. And or else I still missed my little dessert. Anyway, that worked charms. And that uh-huh. was like starting to get that I wasn't to be trusted and that I needed to make a promise and I needed a consequence. Then I needed to tell someone else about it so that I actually stuck to it. So if you ever got into my method, you would start to understand one of the things I teach is personal integrity. And at that time in my life, I was like, oh, I have integrity. 
what did that have to do with anything I was actually doing in my life? Nothing. I like, you know, yeah. like, a, like I'm a woman, I have integrity. Yes, I am a woman. No matter what you do, you can't scrub that off of me. But boy, oh boy, integrity is a very different subject matter. Well, wait, can I interrupt you for a second? Because yeah, this is interesting, yeah. like the whole integrity piece. But as you were talking about, besides the integrity, it almost seemed like you were trying to give yourself some accountability as well, because you had gotten away with so many things throughout your childhood, as you call it. <laughs> and, and then, but nobody was holding you accountable for that. And I find that sometimes when there aren't consequences and rewards and there's no accountability, that's when you're floundering, like, you know, flapping fish on the beach. And so what yes. was like at that point, did you start getting that accountability for yourself? Did other people start giving that to you? That Nobody. You it was, it was really, I started doing the work and I needed help. And this mm. is how I organized getting what I needed so that I would be true to myself. Oh, love this. Yes. Yeah. And, mm. um, and so I fixed my body to like back to what I loved. How uh, did you do that? I, um, I ate right and exercised. Hey, oh, that's a novel <laughs> idea. <laughs> I removed, I removed all carbs, like uh -huh. uh, all flour and, and all sugar, except for my one little treat. And I, uh, was never quite, I was never a real drinker. So that never, mm -hmm. and I, so I, alcohol was not, was not the, was not my party favor. Right. So, right. Um, so that was not my party favor. I had others. Let us not right, pretend that was goody two shirts. And I'm happy to report it's becoming way more and more legal. Oh, um, right. <laughs> Wait. So, okay. When you fixed your body then, you know, because yes. we were talking about happiness. Yeah. Were you then finally happy yeah. and happy with your body? My, I really, it was, it was, and it got quiet. And the other thing that I teach mm -hmm. is, because the thing that was hysterical to me, that is one of the stories I tell, is I used to wake up before my alarm clock went off to discuss mm -hmm. that I was too exhausted to go on the run. Oh, yes. I, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and then all of a sudden, that the recognition that the voice in my head was not on my team at all. It didn't care about its tasty delight. It didn't care about mm -hmm. like, and it, and if I was so exhausted, it would still be sleeping. Mm -hmm. Right. It would, do you, you understand that's impossible? I do. It's so impossible. Um, and so then I made a new rule, which is I had to have my feet on the floor in two minutes uh -huh. from the alarm clock going off. Cause I didn't even want to hear that shit. Right. right. And so right. it was, it was amazing because it was the beginning of me shutting down the voice and taking over my inner dialogue. Like that was truly like, mm. are you kidding? I'm my own problem. Maybe it's me who does, like maybe these are my 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. Not because, you know, I'm not in high school anymore. And so I don't run around the same and we don't have gym class, right? Like I could like tell a story that defended my fat. I yes. could, I could yes. tell a story about my parents' marriage that could explain my bad dating history. Right. Like I could, I wasn't accountable is a good word that you used from before, but, mm -hmm. but that, but it was my own little voice in my own damn head. Mm. And, and it was not getting me what I wanted. 
It's those gremlins or voices or whatever, the ghosts. I, I have so many names for those voices. <laughs> yes. Are so friggin' loud, right? Yeah. And they scream at you, especially when you're in a state of stress. And what also what you're saying, and I find this so true with my clients and even with myself when I went through my own journey, is that they, they are able to so keenly place blame outside yourself. Like, oh, yeah. it's their fault. It's the house. It's the men. It's the, it's the cake that like taunted me that yes. made me eat it. Yeah. And so I, I love how you shut down that voice and the yeah. way that you did it. That's really, really like a cool so thing. Mm-hmm. One of the first assignments after you write your dreams in the, in the method, Like really have, so we break life out into 12 different areas. And the reason I break them out into 12 different areas is also people hide in areas they're good at or over-exaggerate an area that they're not happy in. And then they like, they take for granted everything else about life, Mm -hmm. right? Like, because, Mm -hmm. because I, because I'm five pounds overweight today, I am not going to be happy in my date. Like I can't walk around happy right? Like I have to, Mm -hmm. so, so I, I don't even care that you don't have the results. I care about you having a vision so you can start to hear how your inner dialogue is either for you or betraying you or doing something. And then I make you connect the dots back to your childhood, your parents and, and your, your lineage, your whole history, but not in a way that puts any blame, but really puts it in a position of guess who's the evolution of this shit. Right. Guess who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. There's no running. Use, yeah. Guess. Use my tagline again. Maybe it's you. <sighs> right. Brilliant. And then cross out the maybe. Mm-hmm. And then get the revelation. Mm. And then go. Oh, I think I can do something about all of this. Right. And so that's that's where you know you and I have everything in common. Oh my God. I know. This is like, I swear to God, we're like finishing each other's words. I love we it. Really we really could. We really could. Oh, okay. Crazy. Oh, and then uh, let me tell the, okay. In regards yeah. to my love life. Yes. So what happened is, is I was able to get any man ever that I ever wanted. I know that sounds awful and you know, whatever you want to think, but that lucky or whatever you want to call that, but getting a man was not my issue. It was mm-hmm. actually picking a man and not getting bored or cheating or wanting uh, what was net. Like I- That's I, common, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. I, it wasn't attractive. So guess what I did? What did you do? I made a list of all the lies or withholds or everything I had never resolved in all my relationships, whether the man knew about it or not. Mm-hmm. And I went back to every last man I could remember and had an ability to contact or could care to contact to get resolved with. And I cleaned up everything from my past. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and basically was, you know, uh, had a rebirth of I was, mm-hmm. and what I was, I was no longer the cunning, manipulative, lacking feeling, but mm-hmm. totally knew how to acclimate and make anyone happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So this like was gone forever. Wow. And I was a truth teller from that moment forward. I, I was like a brutal truth teller. Right. And that, yeah. So that was my whole transformation. And it all was done around 22, 23. 
So, okay. So you wrote down this list. Yes. That you said of all the lies that you had. And just by doing that, it all like disappeared. No, and started speaking no, no, your no. truth. Uh, no, I literally had to go find Craig, the guy that uh, I told. I had to tell someone I told other people he was gay. Mm. I mean, I am talking like, what did you do, Lauren? <laughs> like, like oh I am talking every haunting memory. Uh-huh. Of, I, I honestly, this is not easy to say, and I am alone in this club, slept with two brothers on the same day. You did not. I did. It's, it's even wow. worse. It's, it's even worse. One of them wrote one of the most famous TV shows. Like if I told you the TV show, you'd be like him. Oh my gosh. You can't disclose though. <laughs> that would be so juicy. I think, I, get, I think it's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the oh, book. it's in the book. So you, it's in the book. you all have to get the book in order it's to in find out. It's in the book. A little foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, okay. No. And I want to talk about this because I, I do, um, I actually had a client much uh, like you, who was just getting into this pattern of sleeping with married men, yeah. and drinking her life away, and party yeah. like she almost wanted to get caught. Like that was yeah. part of she was craving that validation and love and attention that she didn't get growing up. So that was partly you know what was going on with her, and um, she. But like for her, the sex and the lies was a way of like gaining control, which she really inside felt out of control. Like, was that the same for you or like, what was it? No, I, I pin things back to epigenetics. Mm. So, um, my father got away with cheating and then many, many, many years after he got away with it for many years, Uh he, he came clean with my mom. Oh. And then they went through a very real transformation in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they're both 82 years old now and very, very happily married, but really dealt with, you know, they got married when they were 20, 21, right? And so mm-hmm. I, when I go, where did I get my cheating and my cheating mm-hmm. and my ability to get away with it? Mm-hmm. I don't have to look very far of like, yeah. like, hey. <laughs> tree apple fall. <laughs> tree apple fall. And yeah. so one of the things I make people do, because I've, I've been burned by this with clients, mm-hmm. is um, if they don't know their parents' history, it's happening anyway. Oh, and you think, so you think you're, right, you think you're having an original moment, but really you're having an original reenactment Mm-hmm. And, and, and because you're not dealing with really having the intimacy of knowing each other and loving each other and being connected as a family, mm-hmm. um, you can't work together to heal the issues that come with the family. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and then besides for the list of all the lies I cleaned up with all the men, mm-hmm. I also interviewed my father and my mother. Oh, so, that is good. That to, is good. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew everything. I knew my, and just so you know, my mother turns out was not the cleanest woman either. She had, she, she didn't do what my dad did, but she definitely had two emotional affairs and made out with both of those guys, right? Over her, like, so my mother even had some like cute intrigue, right? Wow. But did not compare to rated X, right? And so, yeah. but uh, in my blood, 
right? So according to epigenetics, you know, you know, you don't just have your father's blue eyes, you have your father's wandering blue eyes. Mm, right. Yeah. You didn't just get al- alcoholism isn't just the only thing that, you know, is genetically repeating. Everything mm-hmm. that your parents did is inside of you. Mm-hmm. And and it's latent or it's happening or it could happen later. So the more you understand your parents' circumstances well, the more mm-hmm. you can quarterback for yourself. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is so true. I, I, I used the metaphor once with um, a client, you know, she, you have this mothership just like kind of hovering over you. Right. And all these other little spaceships and she, look, we were conquering the little spaceships one by one, you know, yeah. Yeah. all these things that you're talking about. But the problem was the mothership was still yeah. hovering on her. Yeah. And I said, you know what, you need to have a come to Jesus moment with your mom, you know, yeah. whether you're, it's not really the religious thing, but I, you know what I mean? I and understand. So she was so petrified, petrified yeah. to have this conversation. And she thought it would not be well received and, and that her mom would just be the same old, same old controlling woman that wouldn't be able to hear anything. And she would get the blame, blah, 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 blah. Do you know that she did go because I told her to, and <laughs> she paid me all this money. I said, you have to, because you just paid me all this money to work on your right. life. So she did. And so she came back. She said, Oh my God, Kim, I cannot believe what happened. I said, what happened? She said, not only did my mom hear me, but she was shocked, shocked to know how I felt all these years that I shut down my voice, you know, avoiding the wrath of my mom and fear of her, like, you know, lashing out at me. She actually became teary eyed and had no clue how she was impacting me. And their relationship improved from that point on. And guess what? So did her love life. So what you're saying is so, so important and so true. And, you know, I think a lot of people place blame on their families or themselves. Oh, I come from an alcoholic background or, oh, this or that or this or that. But if you know that it's just a part of you and in you, but more importantly, that you can reprogram, redesign that to make it into the life that you want, how empowering. Well, it's even worse. (laughs) What's worse? That you, you, you picked it. Like rather than, rather, rather than assume that the thing is a is an error in any way. You would never assume the ladybug has any errors. Mm-hmm. You don't assume even the butterfly who dies in three days has any errors, right? Yeah, you go, yeah. you go. I can't possibly conceive of the design, right? You could go with that, right? Like the design yeah. is way beyond my comprehension. But you would never go. The design was randomly screwy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't go. You're randomly screwy, either. Right. So everything that came with you is yours to fulfill on. Right. And so all the cheating and the, you know, all of my power that came from my parents, right, was mine to do whatever I wanted with. Right. Or Mm -hmm. that I could conceive of, which is literally where the method came from. Even though I can't comprehend a ladybug and who designed Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. I know there's a designer. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Right. Somebody, something like I, and then, so the mystery of yourself, even though it will remain a mystery of what happens now before, during, after any of that, but, Mm -hmm. but, but to go, I wasn't meant to have all my issues. I wasn't born into Like I didn't pick my parents. I didn't pick this life. Mm -hmm. I didn't pick being a woman. It just, it's just not true in, in regards to if you just look at it that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, 
you, you think the tree didn't pick it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and, and like I was saying before, yeah, there's things that are out of our control, but there's also things in our control. And that's what we're really talking about here. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't erase that stuff. We don't know how we got here. All we know is where we want to go, hopefully. And that's really what I think both you and I help you know, people with, yes, and then design a life that meets that dream, that meets yeah. the magic wand, or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. So I, I had a question about uh, the the stuff that you're talking about. Is that within the handle method? Did you want yes. to explain a little more about that? Just like how that. Sure. So the handle method, um, I developed it. So I've been coaching for about seven years before I even began training other people. Mm, like could, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know if I could teach it to, what did I know? And could I put it in a form that I could teach to someone else that they could learn it mm-hmm. was like the, you know, was what happened to me in my thirties. Right? right. And then, um, that really went well. And then I decided that I needed to get much bigger, like a company that was doing this in the world. And that really had a vision. And so I did all that. And then one of the visions was that there was a method that lasted well past me that wasn't mine, like, oh, it says, like, I didn't call it Lauren Zander, right? I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it always cracks me up when people do a methodology after their name. <laughs> yes, it's, I yeah. didn't, I, well, it is after my maiden name, so it is after oh, my maiden name, uh-huh. it is, but don't worry, I know, I, it's after, because we love my grandfather, my, like, my, my it's Aww. in honor of my grandfather, and my sister and I started the company together, and we both, I'm a Zander, and she's a Weissenberger, so we long lost our name. And so we decided to call it the handle method. In honor oh, that of I like. Yeah. yeah it's it's a, to keep the family legacy because I, mm-hmm. I really believe in families. Mm. Anyway, or the potential of a family really doing amazing work in the world is still mm-hmm. another frontier that hasn't happened big time yet. Anyway, the method was developed at MIT. And, uh, it's, and there's been a human study. There's been a white paper on it. There's been, it's been studied. Wow. And, um, and I've done a lot of work on developing it. And so what happens is it's really the, the best way to go. It's designing your life, facing and designing your life, breaking into the mainframe, like getting in there on mm-hmm. your own inner dialogue and creating the life that you want inside and out. Mm. And so it goes through, I mean, it's te- like there's how to forgive your parents, how to understand your traits how to mm-hmm. deal with every memory that haunts you, like all my haunting cheating, mm-hmm. how to deal, how to stop lying. One of the big things I take on Ooh. is um, that no one really addresses how much they lie every day mm-hmm. and how they, and how we defend lying. Like, I don't want to tell them that I think they look fat. I don't want to say the truth about that. I don't want to tell them that I don't want to go to the, to the movie with them because I really don't like their husband anymore. Yeah, right? not like, just defend, but justify too. Like oh my God. justification with it. Yeah, the world of lying. So I take down the world of lying. So mm-hmm. there's so much, the method covers my basics for how to be true to yourself and figure out what that means. Very cool. Wow. There are so many juicy things here. And yeah, like I said in the beginning, we could just keep going on and on. <laughs> You're not, but I know. I know. Well, I, you know, just, I, we don't have much time left, but I <laughs> love, love to hear any other, like just parting words of wisdom or things that you really wanted to get across to the audience. I think since, since you deal with love, 
Mm -hmm. that I think one of the fun ways I get a person to instantly think a little differently in the area of love is I do it this way. I go, you have a head, you have a heart, and you have a hoo-ha. Mm. And you're, and, and <laughs> you, cute. right. And then you even think that they, like between all three of them, there's a hundred percent. Right. And that's not true. They're each a hundred percent. So there's 300%, right? So your head uh, should get everything at once. Your mm-hmm. heart should get everything at once. And your hoo-ha should get everything at once. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't now. I also don't think we're getting tens in each area. I think it's like somewhere between eight Point three and an eight point eight, right? And and many people have never confronted how if they took a look at their whole past in their love life, how they sell out and that there's patterns that their hoo ha and their and their heart make a pact, or their head and their hoo ha make a pact. Or like someone's like, there's two out of three. Sometimes people have the worst relationships when you only have one out of the three, but people have never faced what each, their head, their heart, and their hoo-ha really, really care about the most and what's Mm -hmm. most important. And then even to then have to face how maybe pathetic that is, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I was talking to someone this morning who swore this woman was his soulmate, swore. And he was hiring hiring me to help them fix their relationship and, and and was swearing it's his soulmate. And I'm like, wait a minute, your soulmate already cheated on you for the last six months Mm -hmm. with different people. Mm. And, and you can't suspend the title soulmate. You understand she's not your soulmate at this moment. Like I didn't say we may not bring it back, but can you get that? And I, I literally took 30 minutes to go. I'm not going to coach you if you can't figure out you should not marry someone you cannot trust. Is and this did really- he get it? Yeah, he eventually got it. But it literally uh. was like, but because, like, because I love her and I feel this way, see, hoo-ha. Yes. I've never yeah. felt this way before. I'm like, who never felt this way before? Mm-hmm. Can I know the location? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I swear to God, your head left the building. Your heart, excuse me, your heart should have left the building. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so good anyway. that you got that for him. Because, you know, sometimes the, the, um, the dream of, of the idea of the couple right? Like there's aspects of just, you know, the partnership and maybe what she represented to him mm-hmm. can be so much more powerful and almost discount any like negativity or the hurtful things that she's doing because he wanted it so bad that a lot of people will justify. Like, again, it goes back to that justification, the lying, the excuses, that kind of thing. So yep. that was really powerful that you did that. Well, Lauren, awesome, awesome stuff. I want to highlight just some of the things you said for the listeners, because I think you, again, we were kind of like jumping from one thing to another, <laughs> but still so many great things just so that people can have those takeaways. I mean, really the first tip, I think it was a really powerful one. It's like sometimes when you don't have that accountability, right? Like you have to create that for yourself. So yeah. giving yourself consequences and rewards to help you motivate. And if you can't do that, by all means, reach out to one of us so that we can hold you accountable to do that. Yes. Right? Um, the yes. other thing is, you know, doing things that you can control. We know that 
we can't control the past or where we come from, but we can control things about what we want looking towards the future. And what you did with for instance, your body was so powerful. I know I do this with clients all the time when I do makeovers. You know, I can't change the way, you know, a woman's body is right in front of me, but boy, I sure can help them look and feel great in their clothes. So, you know, there's little things like that that can really be empowering. The other thing, I love shutting down the voice, right? Uh Shutting down that gremlin that's screaming so loud at you, but you have to have a corrective experience, something that kind of kicks that voice either in the back of your head or out of your head so that the new voice is there and you can walk towards the light. I spend spend a lot of time teaching how to do that with Mm. your inner, like you, 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 if you do, if you read the book or use inner you or any of my stuff, you will be so educated on that little voice in your head. It will have nicknames. And you will even like it, it'll even be fun to catch it. You know, and that's the thing we didn't even touch upon. And I think you and I just exemplify it. It's having fun. (laughs) And right. Like there's so many serious people. I think, I guess I'm just going to throw that tip in and in in terms of happiness and creating, I I mean, I just did a group coaching call last night and these ladies were so serious. I mean, there are high executive (laughs) ladies and they were doing their homework and they were crossing their T's and dotting their I's. And I was cracking jokes and they were almost having a hard time like laughing, but I finally got got them into their silly. I said, do you realize why I'm doing this? Cause they're, I could see their wheels turning. Like Kim, why are you doing this? Like, why are yeah. we, aren't, when are we going to get to the stuff? I said, we are, we are in the stuff. This is, it. <laughs> this is what a guy wants on a date, not a Q and a session. Right. So Aww. it's, um, you know, really thank you so much for coming on Lauren. Thank I mean, and, and all of you, maybe it's, it's you cut the crap, face your fears, love your life. Pick that book up. It is, is really a gem. So again, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you check out my new private Facebook group. It's called the Love Makeover Insiders. And click the link here in the show description and stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day. 